Today's the day of celebration, and thank you, um, um, Ashley. See, I know who you are. Ashley. <laughs> uh, did, you know, where, where did you get your song at? I enjoyed that. It was a blessing. It's a worship song. See, I, 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 I forget words of songs and that, but, and then uh, when I hear them, it's maybe sometimes like I've heard it for the first time. And uh, so uh, this morning we just are celebrating what God's going to do, and I pray that your the graciousness that you showed to me will certainly be afforded to uh, what those whom God moves into position here uh, to serve Bethel. I pray that there will be a tremendous sense of enthusiasm and anticipation and prayerful support. And uh, first of all, you know, not first of all, but in addition to what I've shared, I do want to encourage you to support them and love them. Uh, whoever God directs and brings here to Bethel, even even when you don't agree with everything. Amen? That's not time to uh, take off. It's time to stand strong together and to pray for one another. So uh, I intend to, from whatever, wherever I am, uh, to give prayerful support to all that God does here uh, with great anticipation. I'd like to uh, thank those who have uh, been part of the team that God has brought together on a pastoral level. And uh, none of that was uh, was uh, the work of man. It really came about by God. You know, God brought people in who had a heart to help and to serve and to yield, to give their abilities and their talents and their resources. And they've had uh, ministry involvement either here or from other places where God has used them. And I got to tell you, it's been an incredible journey to serve together with uh, them. I appreciate Jeff uh, as he shared communion this morning and uh, Leah and your family, uh, friends for a lifetime. Uh, we I love Kevin but and uh, Remy and who doesn't love them. Uh, we all love you and appreciate your heart and your service to the Lord and your care and the compassion that you show to people and uh, the prayer uh, ministry that you've afforded to those who have needed a deeper dive into the grace of God and into his word. And uh, we're grateful. It's um, great to have Josh and Sarah. And I love uh, Josh and Sarah and their family. Um, you know, I, uh, you know, I just was so blessed when they uh, moved back here. I just felt that God had his hand on all of it. And we are so grateful to have you here and to serve with you. And everybody, um, we know Bree and Matt, and they have uh, been so uh, such an integral part here. Bree has been faithful. Matt's faithful too. Uh, but they're both, uh, they both have just been someone whom, uh, I trust. You know, trust to me is a big part of working together as a team. When you trust somebody, it makes the cohesion a lot easier. It makes the efforts flow. And, uh, you know, we have a great, we've had a great team here. And I believe that God has had his hands on all of it as he's brought people into positions. And if you're wondering, uh, unless they've decided something since I've last spoken with them, uh, they're all committed to what they're doing and continuing on and continuing forth. And uh, so um, if that's not true, you have your chance, uh, folks, to stand up and say, I changed my mind. If they don't, then you can hold them to what I just said. So, uh, but it's great to have them. And, and we're grateful to the Lord, you know, the Lord above all, because the Lord is the one who calls and sustains and keeps and uses people to speak encouragement and to pray 
uh, for us and uh, pray through us. Thank God for all the encouragers and the prayer partners and those who have been involved in the prayer ministries of the church. You know, Amy's had a commitment to that. Uh, and uh, we thank God for her commitment to prayer and for interceding on behalf of the church. And, um, you know, for all of those uh, that have been part of this prayer ministry here, Pat Lewis and others who have made themselves available, Lois Smith, uh, others who have just said, hey, you know, if you need someone to pray with you for a need, we're here to pray with you. And so we're grateful for all those. But this morning, as I was thinking about what it was that I'd want to share, um, you know, before I get into that, I'd just like to make a comment and say, um, you know, to those who are watching online, you're as much a part of this church uh, as anyone who's physically present. Uh, you can't always be here, or maybe you can't be here at all, uh, but God loves you, and uh, he loves uh, all of us. We're baptized together into the body of Christ, and there's no divide, no separation. And I will say this, as my duties come to an end here today, official duties, uh, there's a, a few people that I intend to see at some point and here soon, and Joe would be one, and Jean, and uh, uh, who else, Rob? Who are, who, who's that? Janet, and also uh, I want to see uh, Miss Kreger as well, and some others whom I had planned to visit and uh, still do. So I want to get to see some who've not been here. Uh, yes, and Janet Knorr, uh, got to see her a little bit this week, and uh, some others uh, I plan to see. And um, so, anyhow, today as we share, I want to share this uh, with you. And uh, I thought about what is it that I could say or share, you know, I'm really not, um, I want it to be inspirational, I want it to be encouraging. I want to say too, uh, I want to thank uh, those who are involved with the ladies' ministries here on Tuesdays as well, uh, those who have been faithful in caring for all the ladies and providing Bible studies, and uh, we just are, are honored uh, and blessed uh, that you have been faithful to that and caring for people. And uh, we look forward to, to the good things that God, Mel Krabs has done a great job with that and others, and thank you so very, very much. So, amen. There's a lot. Everything is appreciated. But uh, the, I want to talk about the, uh, the, the judgment seat of Christ. might seem like a, a little bit of a, an, an off-point message, but really uh, it's very important. Uh, and I want to leave this with people here and carry it forward as God has spoken into my heart about how important it is, not only what we do, but how we do it. You know, the spirit with which we do things, because, you know, there are a lot of times when people do things very well or they do them by the letter, and yet there's something lacking that is essential and vital and important to advancing what God really wants to do through his word. And, uh, you know, as I begin, I'm going to read a scripture here that's not really part of my, my original notes, but just a scripture to, to, to really preface these things by what Jesus had to say. He said, woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, by uh, hypocrites. He says, as you take, uh, for you take uh, of the, the uh, tithe of the mint and anise and cumin. And uh, he said that, you know, these, these things you should have done and not neglected the others, such as mercy, uh, justice, mercy, and faithfulness. Faithfulness. 
And uh, good, it's great to have uh, my family here and Dennis is uh, family to me. So he's one of probably one of my best friends in the in the plan on this planet. I have others that you may not know about, uh, Mars and Pluto and all those places. I'm not sure if Pluto's still a planet, but uh, it might have changed by now. But um, just say thank you for coming up here. It really means a lot. And um, so. Anyhow, uh, today, 1 Corinthians chapter uh, 3, you know, the Bible says uh, to us, uh, according to the grace of God, which was given to me as a wise master builder, I have laid the foundation and another builds on it. Uh, But let each one uh, take heed how he builds on it. For no other foundation can anyone lay uh, than that which is laid, which is Jesus Christ. For now, if anyone builds on this foundation with gold, silver, precious stones, wood, hay, or straw, each one's work will become clear, for the day will declare it, because it will be revealed by fire, and the fire will test each one's work of what sort it is. If anyone's work which he has built on endures, he will uh, receive a reward. If any man's work is burned, uh, he will suffer loss, but he himself will be saved yet so as through fire. In Second uh, Corinthians chapter 5, Therefore we make it our aim, whether present or absent, to be well-pleasing to him, for we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ, that each one may receive the things done in the body according to what he has done, whether good or bad, Uh, Knowing, therefore, the terror of the Lord, we persuade men, uh, but we are well known to God. And I trust, uh, I also trust, uh, um, I also trust are well known in your consciences. Father, we thank you for your word. We know, Lord, that the foundation of things that you've done in the past, the things that you're doing presently, and the things that you desire to accomplish, Lord, moving forward, are all founded upon the word of God. Lord, it's not the word of man, for the word says, For the prophecy came not of old by the will of men, but holy men of God spake as they were moved by the Holy Spirit. And so, Father, the word will always be the foundation, the the, the placement, uh, the Jesus Christ, the name of the Lord, the word of God will be the foundation for all that you construct to your glory. And, Lord, you have graciously given all of us an opportunity to serve in some capacity in what you've done in what you're doing and what you will do. So, Father, I pray today that it will be our heart's desire to do things, Lord, not just as a ritual or a perfunctory duty, but, Lord God, that we will do the things that we do as unto the Lord to serve and to honor you in all that we do, that we might love others with excellence, serve, Lord God, with excellence, and, Lord, always, always, Lord God, move in the humility of Christ. And so, Father, we thank you for your goodness and your mercy. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, you know, this morning, as we prefaced our comments uh, in this scripture text here that I've just read by what Jesus said, you know, it's very important that we understand that Jesus said, these things you should have done and not to have left the others undone. And the word the word should have really are, are, are founded in the word day, which means unavoidable, urgent, compulsory, necessary, a must. You know, so when we think about that, he said, these are the things you should have done. 
And he said, and not to have left the other things undone. And you know, it's really not, I'm not saying it's not important, but it's not enough to do things. But it's, the, the, real, the real value of what we do is found in the spirit with which they're done. It's uh, the Holy Spirit working through us and revealing Christ to others that makes what we do really more effectual than it would be if we just do things because it's what we do or have to do. And Jesus observed that the scribes and the Pharisees and the Sadducees were very proficient at doing the things that uh, they needed to do, that they were required to do, but they were lacking in, in the character traits that were necessary to really minister as God desired for them to do. And that involved uh, the lack of justice, equity, without partiality, without preferential treatment. Uh, it, it, it was devoid of mercy. You know, we know the scripture says that it's God's desire that mercy triumphs over judgment. You know, and, and, and you know, God, God's mercy triumphs over that which was in our lives deserving of his judgment. When I think about the other one, faithfulness. Faithfulness is not simply a commitment to do something, but to do it with, uh, to do it in such a way that God is completely hosted and honored through our behaviors, our thoughts, our words, and our deeds. To be faithful to the spirit of which God has called us to do the things that we've been called to do. So if you hang with me just a few moments here, like I say, this is my, my last message, and so I planned uh, for about four hours. You say, well, why is, why, why is that different than any other time? Uh, so, <clears throat> no, it's not really. But I, I, wa- I want to say, uh, you know, what we do from here on out, what Bethel does, what, what you do, what I do, really is uh, more, much more significant to the work of God if it's done in the spirit of Christ, if it's done with a heart of humility before the Lord, if we, if we truly prefer others beyond ourselves or before ourselves and, and allow God to work that transformation in our lives, we're going to see tremendous advancement. Love builds. Love doesn't simply tear apart. Love doesn't destroy. Love builds. It builds up, it edifies, it brings increase of, uh, of, of, of the knowledge of God and the ability and, and the endowments of the Holy Spirit to live the life that we should live. The Bible says, therefore, we make it our aim, whether present or absent, to be uh, pleasing to him. You know, no matter where we are in life, we want to be pleasing to him. You know, people have asked, what are we going to do uh, you know, I am. You know, I, I think I've shared some of this. I'm, I'm, I'm going to be serving in a chaplaincy, something that really uh, has been seated in my heart uh, many years ago. Um, I, I love seniors. I love. I appreciate the work that God does among a, a generation of people who oftentimes are considered to be some somebody outside of the the church. 
And really the church is extended beyond the walls of Bethel and every other church beneath a steeple into the places where uh, sometimes people uh, may be just viewed as distant and removed from what's really happening in the church. And it's really my heart and my desire to bring Jesus as fully and completely uh, to the places of ministry that God takes me uh, as possible. You know, I want to go where people might know church, but maybe don't know Christ. Or people may not know church nor Christ. And I find that to be very fulfilling to me because, you know, one of the great uh, bridges to sharing truth with people is, is the investment of relationship with people. Building a relationship with people and allowing that bridge to be uh, the, the crossover between, uh, you know, what God has put in our heart to share with others and what uh, he purposes uh, for them to receive. You know, someday, you know, we'll report to headquarters directly. You know, uh, we always need to be sensitive that what we do, we do it unto the Lord. And it really, uh, I don't live in fear of God. I don't do things because I have to do them. In fact, that's what Jesus wanted us to avoid doing, doing things simply because we have to do them. But I do it with the awareness that everything that I do matters because I'm doing it unto the Lord. What we do is important because anything we do in his name should bear his character. If it doesn't bear his character, then it's offensive to him to bring it forth in his name. And there's coming a day when God is going to separate from out of the lives of those whom he loves the things that were done in his name which did not bear his character. You know, that, that sometimes is a, is a real challenge to, to think about because we think once you get saved, there's nothing else to be concerned about. We just kind of float through life and grace carries us along and we don't have no, no ability, no uh, responsibility. But we do have responsibilities that every day as a shepherd, you know, of, under Christ, you know, the Bible says those who are teachers will be held to a higher level of accountability. Not only in this life, but I would believe that God is very concerned with what we're teaching and preaching and sharing and speaking into the names of other people. So as you and I think about this today, uh, and I'll share this quote, he says, you report to headquarters. He said, never mind what everybody else thinks. Your business is to please Christ. And the less you trouble yourselves about pleasing men, the more you will succeed in doing it. It doesn't mean that we're not compliant. It doesn't mean that we're renegades or rebels against structure and 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 the expectations of team. It just means that as Christians, we realize that our highest level of accountability is to the Lord. It's the highest level in everything that we do. We do it to glorify him. Even when others don't see it and can't appreciate it, that doesn't change the course that God has put in front of us to walk. Because we've got to please him. You know, we consider that as far as we know, uh, there are some opportunities for pleasing God that we will only have in these present bodies. You know, it's going to be a a completely different dispensation when we are with the Lord. You know, we're not, faith will have become sight. You know, the the gifts that maybe have built up uh, believers, uh, those tongues may cease and and prophecies may cease because we will be in the immediate presence of the Lord. 
But, you know, the things that we must think about, so the opportunities to do well, some of what God has, uh, the majority of what God has purposed to do through our lives is presented in this life. How many of you today would, recognize, would acknowledge that life is a sacred trust? It's a sacred trust. It's a gift from God and it's a sacred trust. What you do with your life matters. It's important. You know, God gave me the gift of life. And what I do with this life really, really does matter because I want to live this life as fully and completely as I possibly can with his grace and help to please him and to bring glory to his name. Amen? So, you know, one day, and let's not confuse the, the Bema judgment or the Bema seat of Christ with the great white throne judgment. There's going to be a judgment of, of those who will, whose names will not be in the Lamb's book of life. The books will be opened and God being a just judge. Uh, we are, we are judged determined upon whether or not our names are in the Lamb's book of life regardless. That's the one book that your name's got to be found in. But the books are open, and you wonder, well, why are the books open? Because God is a just judge, and he lays the record out in full that will demonstrate that even even with all of the, the weight and the scales of duty and service and other forms, that it's the relationship with Christ that will determine ultimately whether we spend eternity with God or separated from him. So that's a whole different series, and I won't be here to do that. Maybe whoever comes in, you say, hey, we need a great white throne judgment message. (laughs) I'm sure probably not too many lining up, but uh, I want to just say this. Grace affords us the opportunity to minister Christ. You know, that's the, that's the thing that the world needs today. We, we sometimes look, and it's easy for us to look at the world and just become so incensed by, and I will say, the foolishness and the immorality and the debauchery that we see that we lose sight of the fact that Jesus came to save. Amen? That gets overshadowed by our anger at what we see happening in the world today. But you know, uh, when I think of Jesus, he prayed for those who were gambling with his, uh, gar- for his garments at the foot of the cross. God forgive them, forgive them for they don't know what they're doing. He wasn't praying down the fire of God when he died upon the cross. He wasn't praying for their consumption, their destruction and consumption. He was interceding for those who had acted wickedly toward him. You know, The Bible says, according to the grace of God, which was given to me as the wise master builder, I have laid the foundation. You know, I want to say this. Uh, My prayer has always been for the increase of this church, whether it's, uh, you know, first of all, spiritual, um, numerical, financial, all of those things. You know, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and then these things shall be added unto you. So that's always of the first priority. And my prayer has not changed. I want to see this house overrun with grace and truth and the Holy Spirit doing things uh, uh, that, the, that have never, never happened here before. I want to see God advance things far beyond where it is presently. You know, uh, as I've said, I've heard pastors brag about how churches have declined after they have left. And I've got to tell you, shame, shame, shame. 
Because if it was about you, it shouldn't have been. And it should be about Christ, right? And really, so if, it, if it's about Christ and that's the way things have panned out, then that should grieve our hearts rather than causing us to gloat in it. So I, I am praying for a double increase or a triple increase here of what God is going to do. And I charge you as a church that you be prayerful, humble, and supportive. Uh, And, uh, you know, you contribute to this. This doesn't work without you. You know, even if you have a leader, people say you have to share, uh, you, you have to sow vision. You have to sow your vision. But let me tell you something. Vision is difficult to sow into division. Because some people think vision uh, unites people, and it does if people's hearts are where they need to be. But if people, if we're all over the map, vision will only bring greater division because people are not ready to receive. So how many churches say, I'm ready to receive? I'm ready. I'm ready. You know, I'm looking for an increase in, in every capacity of ministry that God is undertaking here and elsewhere. Truth is substance. You know, the truth can be liberating, and it does. The Bible says the truth so set you free. But the truth can be like uh, being hit over the head with an anvil. Because every one of us, if we merely were confronted with the truth, the Bible says that all of us have sinned and come short of the glory of God. And if you just left it at that, how many of us know that wouldn't be a very good economy to live in? That wouldn't be a very great, that wouldn't be a real hopeful a reality. If uh, that's the only part of the thing that we knew is that we had all sinned. And the truth is we all have sinned. But it doesn't end there. God has provided grace that is greater than all of my sin, all of the iniquities of the world. You know, there is no sin that God can't cleanse. You know that, right? No sin that God, you say, well, what about the unpardonable sin? I mean, without going in, that's another one. You ask for a great white throne and the unpardonable sin. Those would be real fireball topics. And, uh, and you say, uh, you know, I, I have to believe if you are, have a penitent heart, God will forgive you. Generally speaking, the sin that God can't forgive is the sin that we have no remorse for. We have no sense of repentance for. You know, so when, when, the, when he talked, Jesus talked in Matthew 12 about the unpardonable sin, you know, those in the religious establishment hated him. They despised the works of the Holy Spirit. There was no sense of contrition, no sense of remorse. And they were moving in that direction. And, you know, so they had insulted the Holy Spirit, both verbally and in, their, in the spirit of their hearts. So, you know, I think if you keep your heart tender, you'll be fine. Amen? Amen? A sensitive heart. The Bible says that God shows grace and mercy to those who are contrite in spirit. And there's hope for this nation. Come on now. We don't listen to the commentary of the world. You know, the one thing we should be concerned about is that, you know, I, I, and I know there's different thoughts on this, but I believe when you look in Scripture, you see that there is a certain falling away. And the church should stay hot, uh, hotly connected. And I know that's a whole other discourse, hot, cold, all this. But let me just say, keep your heart uh, knitted with the heart of God. Grace is character. Truth is substance. It's a, a substantive statement. Grace is the character of God. And I say that's the character of Christ. 
The Bible says that Jesus came full of grace and truth. He wasn't there. You know, some people are afraid that if, there's, if, if, if we abound in grace, then we're compromising the truth. And that's not the way this works, right? Jesus was fully, full of grace, full of grace, overflowing with grace, overflowing with the grace that is greater than all of the sin. His grace was greater than the sin of the woman who was taken in the act of adultery. And I hope that somewhere the cowardly man that was not present found the same grace that could save the woman there. How many know sin is no respecter of persons? It will ravage everybody. And it doesn't matter how much you rationalize it, how much you explain it, how much you you seek to advance something outside that justifies it. We're all sinners, but grace is the remedy. You know, too much, if it's all grace, that means you've simply been given a license to live a sloppy life. Or at least you think you have. If it's all truth and it excludes grace, then what you have is legalism. Because there are some people who are very proficient at telling you the Ten Commandments and all of the issues of the law and all of the requirements of God, but you scarcely hear anything about the grace of God. Galatians 6, 1, I'm almost done. It's 11.09. I tell them at the, at the uh, assisted living what time it is too. I always say if, if you were thinking about turning around and looking at the clock, I'm going to tell you what it is. Galatians 6, 1. Brethren, if a man is overtaken in any trespass, you who are spiritual, restore such a one in a spirit of gentleness. Considering yourself, lest you also be tempted. How many of you like that? I love that scripture because that tells me that there is a, there is a fix when there is a problem, sin problem. And it's the grace of God comes to rescue people out of the, fault, the sin and bondage to things that are a reproach. You know, it's not my job to go around and bludgeon people over the head with what... The, the truth without showing a measure of grace. In fact, the Bible says that those who are spiritual are to approach those who have fallen in a spirit of gentleness. Colossians 4, 6, let your speech always be with grace, seasoned with salt, that you may know how uh, you ought to answer each one. James two thirteen for judgment is without mercy to the one who has shown no mercy. Mercy triumphs over judgment. There are two inseparably and vital, essential characteristics of God that are indivisible and indivisibly presented in Christ. And John 1.14, and the word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of, can you say this with me, grace and truth. And you know, it's interesting that grace precedes even truth doesn't mean it negates it. It just makes a way for the truth to be redemptive rather than to be a destructive uh, thing. John 1.17, for the law was given through Moses, but grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. 
Colossians 1.6, which has come to you as it also is in all the world and is bringing forth fruit as it is also among you since the day you heard and knew the grace of God in truth. 2 John 1.3, grace, mercy, and peace be with you all from the, the God the Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ, the Son of the Father, in truth and love. I'm going to ask Tammy if you'd come and you can offer comfort uh, to those who are wondering. What type of ministry is acceptable to the Lord? Number one, a scripturally sound ministry. He said he compares gold, silver, and precious stone to wood, hay, and stubble. What's, what's acceptable to the Lord? A scripturally sound gospel. 1 Corinthians 1.17, but to preach the gospel. He said, for God did not send me to baptize, but to preach the gospel, not with the wisdom of words, lest the cross of Christ be made of none effect. Galatians 1, 8, it says, but even if we or an angel from above preach any other gospel to you than that which we have preached to you, let him be accursed. Holy Spirit led, that's the kind of ministry that God desires. John 16, 30, you can play softly if you want, Tammy, that'll, that'll even help that more. Uh, however, when the spirit of truth has come, he will guide you into all truth, for he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak, and he will tell you things to come. I need him. You know, God's got the past covered, he's got the present covered, and he's got the future covered. That's just God. He's the only one that can do that. He's the only one. And he's all that you need. You know, when you look at your past and you say, my past is a mess. Uh, If it's under the blood of Jesus, your past is simply part of a wonderful testimony. Christ-centered and Christ-exalting ministry, Acts 5.42. And daily in the temple and in every house, they did not cease teaching and preaching Jesus as the Christ. Minister in love. Love is more than a doctrinal statement. It's more than a declaration, a verbal declaration, although verbal declarations are very important. John 3, uh, 13, 34 says, a new commandment I give to you that you love one another as I have loved you that you also love one another. By this, we'll all know that you're my disciples if you have love one for another. True ministry bears witness with the indwelling of the Holy Spirit in your life. Romans eight sixteen says, the Spirit himself bears witness with our spirit. It's relational. If you don't like people, ministry is gonna be a tough tough go. Relational, drawn from the example of Christ's life and ministry. Bible says in Galatians 6, 2, bear one another's burdens and so fulfill the law of Christ. James 2, 17, uh, thus also faith by itself, it does not have, if it does not have works, is dead. Romans 12, 15, rejoice with those who rejoice and weep with those who weep. True ministry is selflessness. 
Let nothing be done through selfish ambition or conceit, but in lowliness of mind, let each esteem others better than himself, Philippians 2, 3. True ministry is without prejudice or partiality. Galatians 2, 6, but from those who seem to be something, whatever they were, it makes no difference to me. I love that statement. Paul's saying those who thought they were big shots, they don't impress me. God, then it says, God shows personal favoritism to no man. For those who seem to be something added nothing to me. True ministry is kingdom principle. This isn't about this church. It's about the kingdom of God. This is one part of the kingdom of God. Your life is one representation of the kingdom of God. It's about the kingdom of God. Jesus said, we are to pray, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. That's our prayer. Luke 9, 2, Jesus sent them forth uh, to preach the kingdom of God and to heal the sick. The last thing, I I really want to finish one before I leave here. What type of ministry will be consumed by holy fire? Each one's work will become clear for the day will declare it because it will be revealed by fire and the fire will test each one's work of what sort it is. If anyone's work, which he has built on endures, he will receive a reward. If anyone's work is burned, he will suffer loss, but he himself will be saved. You know, the fire will test each of our works. It does over time in this life and in eternity. Only that which honors Christ will truly remain. You know, uh, we've pastored 38 years. That's what we've done pastoral. This is a, this is a, an, it's a, an exciting day. Don't, you know, we, we miss all of you. We love all of you. And, uh, but I will say publicly from this place, I, I, we will never do anything to undermine what God does in the next stage here. We're only going to keep in prayer and we're going to cheer and we're going to support and I've shared this, and I know you won't, because, you know, most of you, you have been here with us for nine years. You've been faithful to the Lord and have prayerfully supported. Others have come in, and we're delighted to have you here. And all those who are visiting or present today, love all of you. But don't, don't ever call me. And you, I'm, maybe I'm giving myself too much importance. Maybe you weren't going to call me anyhow. <laughs> But don't call me and say, hey, do you know what he did or she did? I don't, I got to tell you, I'm not saying I don't care. But I'm not the guy that you call. You talk to your, your, your pastor. You don't run and talk to someone else about your pastor. You talk to your pastor. And if you don't have the courage to go to him personally, then drop it. And I say that to you this morning because I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to build up in prayer. And the one person for sure that can call and if they need to can always call and talk to me would be, a, uh, would be your next pastor. If I can be an encouragement and a support and Robin and I can be an encouragement and support, it will never be them against you and we would never support that kind of thing but it will be them with you 
I'm going to ask you to stand with me if you would and get it, you know, and be excited in your spirit. You know, God's, God didn't lose his playbook, but his playbook has more in it than you and I might think. Depend upon the found, depends on the foundation. If you want it to last, it's got to be about Jesus. This whole thing's always been about Jesus. It's not about us. It's not about personalities. It doesn't matter how talented you are or how skilled you are and how wonderful everybody may think. And hopefully they all think we're all wonderful. We all think everybody's wonderful. But it comes down to whether it's based on a foundation of Christ. Because one day, everything we do will be exposed for what it is. And only those things that are genuinely of Christ, for Christ, will last. Those which those things which God which God makes clear that He will not bless. Number one, He won't bless any other gospel. He won't bless any other gospel. You know, get reacquainted with your Bible if you've lost it. Read that word. Get into the scriptures. Pray over it because you know what? You're not. You're. We're all sheep, but we don't have to be dumb sheep meaning that we're just led around without any understanding of where we're going as to whether or not it's truly of God or not. The Bible is the, is the constitution of faith and conduct. God's going to burn up that which presents Christ as someone other than who he's revealed to be not going to spend a time on any of these. You can, I have, I think we gave, uh, there's some notes here that which is not born of the fruit of the spirit. If the fruit of the spirit is not, is suffocated and, and quenched and kept out of what we do, then that won't last. It's very, very flammable. That which has been done for personal glory. You say, well, isn't it important we're going to get rewards and crowns? I, I feel this way. When, when we get crowns and we get rewards, they'll all be put at the feet of Jesus anyhow. And God will never bless imitation without invitation or intimacy. The sons of the, the priest who went around doing, attempting to do exorcisms did so using the name of Jesus, but they had never had a personal invitation extended through them to Christ, and they didn't have that intimate relationship with him. So really, in a nutshell, all that I've said is really be faithful in what you do. Do it unto the Lord. And understand that what you do is in many ways not greater than how you do it. The spirit in which we do things will always be vitally important. Let's have a word of prayer together. Our Father in heaven, we thank you today for... Uh, Lord, this season that we've enjoyed, and Lord God, it's, uh, you know, it, it, it's wonderful to reminisce. Uh, it's a wonderful thing to see how you grow us through seasons and see what you do in those seasons. But Lord, just as it is when our family, when our children leave home and how, how much that can uh, be a tearful day 
for us in some ways. And yet, Lord, the realization of how important that was comes to us when we see them establish the family that you have given them and to have grandchildren welcomed into our lives because, Lord, had they not left and become joined to the one that you gave to them and they didn't have children or they didn't have life experiences to share with us, Lord, we wouldn't have known many of the joys that we know. And everything that you do is to produce something greater, more. Whether it's spiritual depth, if it's renewal of spirit and mind or increase of some form or another. Lord, we thank you. How many of you just pray forward for Bethel as a church with me today? And Lord, I I thank you for the person of God that you have have selected you have placed a calling upon lord not not we may not even know who that is at this point and yet lord god uh, we know that you already know who that is and you know uh, that you have placed a calling and lord i pray that that person will have just that perfect assurance of the call of god that no one will do it because it seems like the the the, uh, the most um, prudent thing to do, the most uh, uh, the most uh, you know just the most intelligent thing to do, Lord God. But they'll know of a certainty in their hearts that this is the call of God. Because there are times only by knowing that we are called will we remain in place where you have called us because the one who calls establishes us and the one who establishes us will he will walk us through this season and he will provide and he will take care of all things i thank you for the beautiful people of this congregation whom we have been blessed with and whom we are eternally grateful to for their uh, partnership in this venture of faith in their commitment to the Lord Jesus Christ. Lord, to the love that they've shown us. And Lord, we love them. And we pray that no one in this church will ever believe that they are less than, unimportant, or unloved. Because Lord, none of that is true. Because Lord, you love all of us. And Lord, you baptize us into that wondrous love. And Lord God, I pray if there be anyone here today who doesn't know the Lord, who's away from Jesus. Lord, uh, I'm just asking in this moment of intimacy and privacy as there are those who pray today, even where they are standing or seated. Lord, if they know the personal truth that there is a distance between you and they. Lord, one that has formed by our own choosing or one of those, Lord, that is formed by the fact that we never chose you, knowing that you have chosen and loved us first. Lord, we confess our sins. We ask you, Lord God, to forgive us of our sin. You you said you are the Lamb of God that takes away the sin of the world. That's what John the Baptist said. That's what your word says. You take away all of our sin. You wash us. doesn't matter what we've done, what we've said, where we've been, where, Lord, it doesn't really, those things can be brought beneath the blood of Christ right now. 
And Lord, we ask that all of our sin would be brought under the blood of Christ as we confess our sins to you, Lord. And Lord, by faith, uh, we turn away from them and turn to you. And Lord, we turn away from the life that we know, Lord, has been a life outside of the grace of God. And we turn toward you by faith and we walk into your arms and we receive the redemptive hug, the embrace of God that he extends to all who come to him. You bring us out of condemnation. You bring us into righteousness and justice. Lord, your righteousness brings us into a position of justification. And Lord, we're no longer condemned by our sin, but we are free from our sin and free from the guilt. And we have been, Lord, invited into a new life. And we invite you to be our Lord. And we thank you. Bless this church. The devil has no say in the direction of this fellowship. He doesn't have a whispering say. He can't shout it into existence. Lord, I plead the precious blood of Christ over this this fellowship. The Lord, the Holy Spirit will just move, Lord, with uh, with, uh, that love and, and, and that effectual nature that God possesses in this body and each member of this house. And Lord, we're not discouraged because, Lord, we know, we know that God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And Lord, even though a lot of other things change, everything else changes, God does not. And we give you praise and glory. Tammy, would you lead us in? Thank you for listening. You can find us online at BethelAG.com or on Facebook at Bethel Assembly of God, Littlestown, Pennsylvania. Our services are also live streamed every Sunday on our YouTube channel, Bethel AG, Littlestown, Pennsylvania.